my lovies, my little effers. It's me, Ma. And you know my podcast. Because, of course, by now you've shown me some love and you've subscribed. And I'm getting effy. And you're my little effer. If you don't want to be little, you could be my big effer. How about that? And, darlings, you know I'm on. Come on now. I'm on Twitter. Don't be a twat. Follow your bestie. And I'm on Instagram. And I'm getting a lot of love on Instagram. Oh my gosh, I'm just blowing up for like a hundred and what, thirty followers. I'm, I'm, I might even get a big head. So give me a follow and give me a subscribe. Thank you, darling. Okay. Week five. Big Brother, All Stars, CBS. We have a lot to discuss. Davon answers every single question right. And as you eliminate people and you're answering every single question right, there is the last final duo to play the round. Now, by a process of elimination, the leftover person is Christmas. And Christmas, of course, just by default, gets chosen. And they are given the last question. And Day gets one wrong, and it's that question. So, the very, very sad thing is Christmas wins HOH after all the Day answer that was correct. And I don't believe Day's ever been head of household. Christmas wins by default. Mind you, Christmas never put her hand on the button and never answered one question. But she won HOH. That's Big Brother for you. What did she do? Oh my gosh, she won HOH and everybody knew it. First of all, who runs into her arms? The little rodent herself. She practically French kisses Christmas. She runs into her arms. I'm so excited that Christmas won. Well, that was surprising today. I mean, come on, you know, they thought they were good. Why would you think that, Day? Of course you would think that. You thought you were good with the girl that didn't deserve to win her season. You were the final vote. This is the same girl that stabbed you in the back completely. And you ended up in jury. And what happened? You were her deciding vote for her to win 500k or not. And what happened? You probably were pushed, but we're not going to discuss that. By production, I think that maybe you were pushed, but... Okay, we're not going to discuss that anyway. You were kind enough to throw that little rat a vote, and she won her season of Big Brother. So there's no reason for her to hang on to anything. If anybody was going to hang on to anything, it would be you, but you're not. So you're noticing that this little rodent is screaming in glee that Christmas won. Well, Christmas decides to put her HOH crown on. She is holding court in the love room. That's the room in between the bathroom and the kitchen. And they're calling it the love room. And she is holding court. And everybody is coming into the room. And everybody is safe. And I'm thinking to myself, now, hang on, Christmas. I mean, you were going on and on about Danny being in everybody's ear. And that Danny should be getting out. And you're going to make a big game move when you finally get a chance to blow shyst up. And what happens? Danny comes into the room. And she says... Oh, you're fine, girl. You're fine. Oh, you're fine, girl. And Danny is jumping for joy. Now, again, if you see my Twitter or my Instagram page, you'll see I 
Because a few pictures of this, Danny just is like a laughing, complete going crazy. I mean, she's just going crazy. She's so excited that Christmas one. So I'm kind of confused because I've been watching the feeds and I really didn't see that all of a sudden Dan, she and Danny are safe. I knew that they were working like in the beginning in this group that Memphis wanted to work in it. And so, okay, I guess that that's a group. So they are working together. And then I'm thinking, maybe your back door, Danny. I mean, let's try to figure out who's going to be your target. I mean, let's see, we've got a first place winner with Nicole. And you see that Nicole and Danny are best friends. And she was second place. You know that Danny's been in everyone's ear. And then let's see, there's the two boys, Cody and Tyler, both again second place winners, but also both very athletic on this season. Both have won things, HOHs on this season. But who are your targets? Are you bloody kidding me? Day and Bay now? We know that Bay went further and she's wins HOH and she's very physically fit, does the yogurt, she, yogurt, does the yogurt, she might do yogurt too, but no she doesn't because she's a vegan, so she does yoga and she's just unbelievably in great shape. And we know that Day hasn't won an HOH, I'm not sure if she's won a veto, but they both have never not gone to jury. So they both have gone to jury and they have never placed. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's kind of confusing why you'd keep people that have gone further and you would target two people that haven't gone that far and have gone to jury. So that was just not logical in my head anyway. Let alone, she was strutting her stuff. I'm a compiste, everyone. I'm a blow shy stuff. I'm a compiste, everyone. I'm so amazing. I'm Christmas. I'm so incredible. And she just goes on and on about what an amazing compiste you are. Now, let's do a little inventory. Christmas, you've never won an HOH on your own merit. You've never won an HOH because of your intellect, your physical ability. So at that moment when she's screaming about how she's going to, you know, blow shy stop, she's never really won an HOH. So I thought that was pretty funny. And, you know, we know what, how she won this. Even Enzo made fun of it later, you know, with the girls in the bathroom because it, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, Enzo is a meow meow. He's definitely, you've got to watch him. He's, he's got such a great personality, but he's definitely using that to manipulate people. People think they're all safe with him, but, you know, he's only got his, his people that he's really loyal to. And Christmas's behavior became absolutely repulsive. As the week goes on, Christmas is really full of herself, huffing and puffing. I'm a comp beast. I'm, I'm just amazing. I'm such an incredible athlete. I told you all how amazing I was. You know, yes, we know, Christmas, you've been telling all of us how amazing you are. Blah, 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 blah. Christmas, Christmas. I mean, it, 
It gives you a bloody headache. I liked Christmas before the season, but not fond of her now at all. <laughs> so she is continuously going on and on about how amazing she is. And then she's saying that the reason why she's going to target Day and Bay, well, Day is basically her pawn in her target is Bay. Now, hear me, you're not going to believe this. It's because, well, at one time, Bay had, she let her guard down when we were talking. Now, Bay did have some very sincere conversations with Christmas because she felt safe with Christmas. She thought she was working with Christmas and she told Christmas lots of things about, you know, things that she's experienced in her childhood, things that she's experienced with being a young woman of color and dealing with the white society and, and, and trying to manage how she can fit in. You know, we know that she's a beauty queen. We know that she's been in pageants and, um, there's always not equal amounts of people of color in almost everything in society. So we do know that she's had some things that she's had to experience and she let her guard down and of course spoke to it about it with someone that she thought was a safe person to discuss her life. And at the same time, she said, do you have somebody that's kind of untouchable that you don't want me to even think about if I win HOH? And this was, you know, Christmas was not HOH. She was just, you know, down with the other people, you know, not, not in the palace upstairs. So she was like, um, no, you know, she said, she told Bay that she had nobody or she didn't know or she didn't answer. And of course, Bay said, well, I do have an untouchable and that would be Devon. And I think that that would be a very understandable situation. I mean, we all know the whole microaggression that goes on with Big Brother. It's no big secret, and I don't need any bloody Nazis DMing me. Oh, you know, this all right, blah, blah, blah. You know, just bugger off, you know. I mean, we, we see it. We know what's going on. And this goes on. It's been going on for years. And there's some repulsive humans that are way worse than others. And... Of course, there's not an equal amount of people of color that are cast, and they should be. It should be equal. Basically, you know, whatever it is, I don't know how many people are cast. Let's just say 16. So then, you know, eight people of color of all different ethnicities, and then maybe like eight people of Caucasian European descent, and then maybe, uh, you know, and or maybe, you know, switch that up and say, Oh, seven people of color, you know, six people that are of European Caucasian, and then let's add some people with physical disabilities. I mean, you could just kind of design some of the comps a little bit different, and they could play. I mean, there's plenty of people with physical disabilities that can play this game. So, I mean, let's get a little bit woke here. I mean, it's 2020. It's absolutely crazy that it's so ridiculous. It's let's cast, you know, the bathing suit beauty. I've already discussed this with you. You know, forget the seventy-year-old crotchety man, you know, and forget the lunchroom lady that's fifty pounds overweight. You know, it's not interesting. It's all the same, and 
It's just very annoying as a viewer and a lover of this game. Come on, let's let's get with it here, CBS and Big Brother. And I, I, I think you're trying. I, I do think you're trying, but we know that you could even put more of an effort into that. So uh, once again, I digress. And you know that I have attention deficit disorder. Here, let me get a little edible here. Just a second. I'll slurp my tea. I know you love that. Mm, delicious. I got a great, nice steamy cuppa. And okay, so hopefully I'll stay a little bit more on track, but it's hard to not digress when you're talking about subjects that you're very passionate about and you really want the world to change. So they, she, Christmas goes around and she, she says this is the reason because Bailey had a moment of weakness and discussed that Devon was her untouchable basically and that she just wants to honor that. And, you know, we know Christmas has Tyler because of the Carolinas. We know that the, what I call the mean girls, you know, Danny and Nicole F. I, it's pretty obvious. And also Danny and Cody. I mean, they're very inseparable. I think that those two might go further than Danny and Nicole. I'm not really sure, but it, she's very, 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 very interested in her relationship. I'm not sure. I have no idea about Danny's life outside of this uh, microcosm of this house right here. So I'm not sure. Maybe he reminds her of her brother. I really don't know. Anyway, so there is definitely people that have their what they'd call untouchables. And so that is a ridiculous reason. But Christmas just hangs on to that. And it only made Christmas look way more douchey because it was an obvious moment of like this intimacy between two people and discussing her life and things that have happened in her life with diversity and with being a woman of color. So it, it right away, there's a sting to it. You know, there's more than just saying, oh, you said that, so you're untouchable and I feel threatened by that. And the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous because we've already talked about the fact that there are these players that have won in this season and won in the past, first and second place. And Devon and Bailey have both gone to jury but they have not placed in Big Brother and they haven't won this season. So it's all a bunch of BS, you know. Now, my darlings, this is a very serious situation. It becomes absolutely repulsive. The continuous discussion from Christmas. She said very ignorant, stereotypical, microaggressive statements. And I have actually recorded this recording. I know you're going to think, Oh, bloody hell, you're pretty bad at this. I've recorded this a few times because I end up crying. I'm so frustrated and emotional about this. It, it, it's extremely hard for me. I do not understand how people can be this ignorant. But maybe I should figure this out with the state of our country. So this is, this is what she says. I'm afraid they're going to cut me. I think they're going to stab me. I think they're going to gouge me, gouge my face, gouge my eyes. Do you think production will be able to stop them? I think they're going to shoot me. They're so 
aggressive. You know they're going to be aggressive towards me. So she didn't just say this once. She said it to everybody except, of course, Devon and Bailey that would come up to the HOH. And I don't think she said it to Ian. And of course, she didn't say it to David. She said it to everybody else. And I don't know if she said it to... Kevin? Probably not. I think she did say some of it to Kevin, and we all know Kevin's a bit of a weasel. He doesn't really make a stand for anybody that he's working with, and he's just kind of a a weasel. There's really not much about it. I, I like Kevin. I mean, I really wanted him to get in with the group with Devon and Bay, and I wanted them to work together, and I was very disappointed in him not really committing, but who knows how it will go. I mean, we have about eight more weeks, I think, and and so I think that hopefully he'll, he'll get in with them. Not really sure. He's just kind of floating and, you know, telling bits and pieces about different conversations to different people in power, and it's just annoying, you know. But anyway, once again, I digress. Maybe I should have a little bit more of my precious oil. Ooh. Oh, the lovely unmarked ice cream man came by today and dropped off my goodies. Okay, love loves. This is now I'm going to continue. So she continued her ignorant ignorant statements, blatant disregard for any respect of women of color. Total ignorance. And let me tell you, darlings, this is the problem I have with Big Brother and people that are idiots on it. Now, I understand that this is a situation and and that maybe this isn't the way they are outside of the house. But here's the difference. You're getting paid 40k. You sign a contract. You know that cameras are on you at all times. And you say these blatant statements or you call people names or you you say things. Uh, hang on, of course I'm going to call you out, you bloody ignorant fool. I mean, how else are you going to learn your lesson? Of course I'm going to say something to you. I mean, bloody hell, I'm not going to ignore it, you know. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, stop. people shouldn't bully people online, you know, and on on Twitter, they're so hor- horrible to people on Big Brother. Well, we're only horrible to the douchebags. It's not like we're horrible to anybody else, you know. We're only horrible to the douchebags. Oh, hello, my little love loves, my little, my sweet little babies here. He's my sweet little one. He's my my rescue dog that I adopted about 10 years ago. And he's just lovely. He weighs about five pounds, but he's the boss of the house. Anyway, once again, I remember I have attention deficit disorder. Well, my darlings, I just get very, very heated and upset about all this because I don't like people coming on and saying, oh, you, you shouldn't talk badly about people that are on a show. Well, excuse me. You're on national television and you're saying ignorant things. And they're all children watching. And, you know, even children watching feeds, we know that. If you're on Chad, I mean, you know that it's a 14-year-old boy or something that's, you know, saying naughty things. So it's like, yeah, you know, you, you have to be aware of the way you speak. And let me tell you, I wouldn't even think of saying this shit. So I would never talk like that. Because I don't think like that. And so, yes, we're going to drag you on the internet if you're an ignorant D-bag. And I'm hoping you'll go, okay, I'm going to have an epiphany. I'm going to change my ways. And I'm going to get woke. And I'm going to figure out 
what I've done wrong and how I can do my wrongs right. So that's that. Don't hate me. I don't need a bunch of Nazis DMing me. Oh, well, she didn't really mean that. Or she wasn't really, she didn't really mean gouge her eyes out. She just meant gouge her nose a little. I mean, please. Bloody hell. Stop making excuses for your douchebag favorites, okay? I'm going to call you out. And before the season started, I even said to me mates, I said, I like Christmas. She seems like a strong woman. And they, they said to me, well, you know, she's a felon. And I was like, oh, I had to go read the article. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I was trying to make excuses for her. Okay. She's a bloody felon. And she's saying these things. So the only person that's been dangerous, the only person that's been violent is Christmas. So how dare you? I mean, it, what in God's green earth do you think you have the right to say anything about anybody speaking about violence? Okay, so you're cancelled, you bloody ugly rodent. And on top of that, please, please spread the word, my three listeners, please spread the word. And my darling lovies that are coming to my house for Christmas dinner on Twitter. Now, darlings... Well, in my flat. I don't have a home. I mean, this is New York City. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, okay. So, darlings, there is this thing that happens. These people that they're getting the 40K and they're on national TV and they get thousands and thousands of Instagram followers and social media followers in general. Millions, maybe. I'm not even sure, you know. And I mean, I have thousands and thousands in my real life, and that's because I'm a damn good person, not a twat. And so, why are these people getting all this love for being a douchebag? And they get sponsorships. Now, what are these companies thinking? Don't buy their products. Don't go out and run out and buy a bracelet and or buy a pack of powder muscle powder and don't go out and buy makeup from these people i mean if they're ignorant douchebags then you know wait until they have an epiphany and change their ways and then maybe you know these places these companies should sponsor them but not i don't even think they should to be honest there's so many amazing people that are doing incredible things in our world have them be your the people that you sponsor have them be your representative i mean really i mean all those places you know all those body wear and lululemon and all these incredible companies that are out there please i mean it should just be a standard thing do a background check and don't allow these people to represent your products if they're a lovely person on on, on big brother and th there's been a few of those well, then, of course, those would be the lovely people that should be sponsoring your products. So, or you should sponsor to have for your products. I'm not really sure how that works, but you know what I mean. Hire them to, to represent you. And so, please, please, the three people listening to me right now, please go out and spread the word about this. No, don't, don't hire douchebags. Very simple. And please, equality when you hire. Hire people of, of, of color, of physical disabilities. Hire across the board. Don't be so bloody boring. Okay, once again, I digress. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure you're going to be like, this lady is absolutely crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, 
you know, only in a good way, my lovies, only in a good way. I'm supposed to be calling you my Effies, <laughs> only in a good way, my little Effies. So, darling, they go to pray, um, and we know that the now that they're, they're on the block, and that's absolutely devastating that these two beautiful women are on the block, and we'd love to watch them, you know, have their banter back and forth and discuss their lives. And they're beautiful, you know. She, of course, Bailey's so in love. She's such a, she's such a uh, newlywed, you know. She's so in love with her husband, and that's always fun to hear. And then I think his name is Swaggy C, and she's so in love with Swaggy. And then, of course, Devon has her beautiful daughter, and it's just, it's, it's so much fun to listen to them talk. And they, besides Christmas's ignorant discussions with everybody else but the people of color in the house, to be honest. She has this, oh, and Ian, you know, but of course Ian has his diversity when it comes to having autism. So she didn't say those horrible things to those people. You know, she only said it to the other people that happened to be white, you know, anyway. So she ended up, um, she, she continued to talk this nonsense, this really repulsive discussion. She, like I said, she didn't say it once. She didn't say it twice. She said, gouge me. She said, shoot me. She said, stab me. She said, be aggressive towards me. And so it was just a very disappointing thing. And I, if you, you know, follow me on my pages on social media, I did post the sections that she said that on feeds and you would be able to, if you Googled it, I'm sure you'd be able to find it in more of an extensive form. And so you should, because there's no re, I'm not blowing BS at you. I mean, this is all true. These things really do happen. And that's why you have to go to CBS.com and you have to sign up for feeds. I mean, it's, it's a whole different show. And you'll see. And the show of the human experiment on feeds is very interesting. And, uh, in like, in the sense of, hmm, the world's made up of primarily douchebags. <laughs> so, anyway. So they continue through the week and they play the vic- the veto. And they get, you know, everybody picks out of the hat and they end up playing. And, um, it ends up that Ian was chosen, but he actually got sick and so he couldn't play. And so it was the Mean Girls. It would be Danny and it would be Nicole F and it would be Christmas and it would be Devon and Bay. I mean, it couldn't have been any worse, to be honest. You know, it was like watching, I don't know, an episode of, of one of those shows in the 90s of a sitcom, and there's the mean girls, and they're all lined up, and then the two girls that are getting picked on. And it was heartbreaking because, of course, they didn't win, and that's why it was heartbreaking, because, you know, I was rooting for them. and Maybe I shouldn't be rooting because... Maybe on the bad luck, I don't know. I don't think I have that much pull in the universe, though. So I was so sad anyway. So guess who wins? <laughs> you know, of course, the last person you want to win wins, and that is Christmas. And she wins, and oh my god, bloody hell. It was the only thing she's ever really won. And, you know, it's the competition with a 
like have the full starts and they have to add the numbers and then they have to start, they have to go a little ways and, and run a sprint, like just a few yards. And I mean, she's never won. And then she wins this, you know, so, and then of course, I mean, that, that just proved her point in her head, in her crazy thinking process that she's a calm beast. So she wins and immediately you see the feeds come back. Adult don't shop. We all know this. And the feeds come back and, and that it's the mean girls in the room with her and they're going on and on and trying to talk to her about why they chose us and why they didn't chose us. And we find out that what's uh, Nicole F did give Devon a prize, which meant she would get $5,000 and she, Nicole F would wear, um, a unitard. So, um, a, a unitard, is that what they're called? Or a, I don't know, a punishment tard, something like that. And so she wears this outfit and it's all like, it has sloppy on it and she's some sort of cereal box. It looked pretty uncomfortable, I'm going to be honest. And it was very nice of her and it kind of blew my mind because I've been hating on her. So for like a split second, I liked her, but we'll go on. I Believe me, I'm sure I'll be proven correct to not like her. But at that exact moment, I was like, oh, maybe I've been a bit harsh on this young lass. Maybe she is nice. Maybe there's some redeeming quality to this wanker. So... Maybe I'll be eating that. I don't think so, though. I, I mean, come on, we have, what, how many weeks left? I, I highly doubt I'll regret that I disliked her. So she was kind enough to give that to her, and she took the sloppy unitard. And so that, the week continued, and there was this other thing that happened which repulsed me. There was a few things that happened. There was a discussion that I talked to you about that Bay had with Christmas about life and going to an all, primarily, mostly all Caucasian school, private, religious, Christian school, and that there was definitely like the stereotype of women of color being more, I guess, aggressive, you know? And so she was saying that um, to Christmas, she already discussed this with Christmas about how she had to deal with how she's so not like that, and that always hurt her feelings. So that even added to the fact that Christmas was saying those things. So I was even more disgusted finding that out that, I mean, I didn't think I could be more disgusted, but I, I just was so shocked that Christmas would take that conversation that she had that, and she made herself vulnerable about things that probably, you know, scarred her as a child and, and things that you have to deal with as a young person in high school and stuff. And then Christmas has to use that and say that she's afraid that she's going to get cut by them, and they're aggressive. And so it even made all Christmas's behavior even more appalling, if you can imagine. And she, Christmas is going on and on in one set of cameras, in one room. She's in the HOH, and she's going on and on about how she thought they were going to cut her, and how this and that to the two mean girls on each side. And she says, you know, I wonder if maybe America's not going to like me. What do you think about that? Maybe America won't like me because I put them up. And then, of course, 
you know, uh, the production manager, cameraman or whatever, he must have gone out for a ciggy because what happened? But they said, oh, it's okay. Don't worry, Christmas. You know, they'll edit it all up and everything. You'll look wonderful that you were doing this just for our group. I mean, what group? The, the white, white, right? What, what group are you talking about? The white, the right group? Is that what you're talking about? Because this isn't the group that Bailey thought she was in with her. So she was, said, oh, you're going to, you're going to look great. You know how they edit everything to make you look great. So you'll look great, Christmas, and nothing will be wrong, and it will be great. So I want you to know, I don't know if I did have anything to do with it, but everybody got on this fire about, you best not continue editing Christmas's disgusting behavior. So they did show it, which, you know, they showed a little bit. They didn't show all the stuff that she said, like all about stabbing, shooting, gouging, aggressive, come at her. She, they didn't show any of that. But they showed some of her despicable behavior, just, you know, quick, real quick bits of it, you know, which was like ridiculous. I wish they would have showed the other ignorant behaviors that she exhibited being HOH. So they made it very clear that it's a completely different show. I mean, and it is. I've never seen so much editing on Big Brother. I've never noticed it or seen it this much. I mean, I've noticed a little bit, but nothing like this. So it's a very edited season. And so I learned something, and I, I think that production man that's ahead of, I don't know, the cameras and that rooms in the rooms. And so I'm appreciative that they were able to show that on feeds because I was like, oh, okay. So it is completely edited. And it is. When I saw the first show, I think it was Sunday night. I, I, it was so edited, it was ridiculous. And then there was a lot of people tweeting at CBS, and I do think that they were like, well, we can't edit everything. They did edit a lot, but they, you know, they left some in. So there was that, and then she goes on and on about how she was so afraid. She was, she used the words, I was spooked by them. Now, you're all, like, young, I'm sure, listening to me. At least the three people that are, I know you're millennials. So you don't really understand that. But, uh, I mean, growing up in Europe, and there was definitely, that was something that was a hateful thing to say. They would call people by a name, and it, and it, and it, so it was just, to me, I was like, it, immediately I was very defensive that she would use that word. I mean, you know, why wouldn't you say scared? Why would you say spooked? It just, again, I, I'm not being sensitive, people. This is, it's kind of a weird word to even use. And it just, again, I was like, are you bloody crazy? I know that the last season they did call her crazy, creepy Christmas online. I, I, I was just so shocked. So she was again saying all this hateful things about the girls being aggressive and that she thought Bailey was going to knife her. And um, in the other camera, what do you think Bailey's doing? She's wiping her tears and reading the Bible. I could, I, I started bawling. I couldn't believe it. It was so vile to 
to see this woman be so ignorant and spew hateful things about another human. And then in the other camera, I would see this human being lovely, you know, and it was very hard to watch. And what happens? But Bailey, who's reading the Bible and crying, wipes her tears, shuts the book and goes up to the HOH and she goes to hug Christmas. She says, can I speak to you, Christmas? And Christmas is like, oh, I'm sure you could. Would you like a chocolate? I like only fine chocolates. And she's like, no, that's okay, Christmas. I'm just wondering what, what's going on, Christmas. What, why are you doing this? And as you can see, Christmas is kind of like retrieving, like curling her body away from her. And she goes, why are you doing that, Christmas? You know I've talked to you about how that makes me feel sad. And she goes, well, what do you mean? I'm just giving you your space. And she goes, well, Christmas, I've had a talks with you about me being stereotyped when I was going to school as a young lass. And I was the only young lady of color. And there was the stereotypical rumors that would go around about me being like violent or aggressive or, and, and, and I would never want people to think that they should be afraid of me. I would never do that. I'm a, a loving person that is very respectful, and I would never be like that. I mean, I, I was so disgusted watching Christmas. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I definitely, throughout feeds that day, had to, like, walk away, make a cuppa, pop a few edibles, and, and just try to get through it, you know? I mean, I, it was just so sad and disgusting. And of course, you know, she hugs her and, you know, this is Bae. She hugs her because she's such a lovely person and she hugs her and, and then she, Christmas kind of hugs her. And I, this is what another thing that repulses me about like how Christmas is and how fake she is. She like tries to give her a big bear hug, you know, it's like, hang on, you know, stop being so bloody fakey. I mean, you know, maybe pat her on the back and, and just because it, it's ridiculous, you know, I mean, to say ho such hateful things and then be hugging someone. Ugh, anyway, so it was really bad and it only got worse. So they, a couple of days go by, Bailey has this lovely discussion with Devon and she's basically telling people, uh, you know, I know I'm the target. I'm okay with that. I'm going to go home to my lovely little dog, Velvet, and my wonderful husband, Christopher Shaggy C, I think that's his name, and Swaggy, I'm so sorry, Swaggy C. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just not very good with that stuff, but Swaggy and, um, so she said, I'm going to go home to Swaggy C, my beloved, beloved husband and my beloved little dog, Velvet. And so she, she's like, I'm okay with it. And then she goes to her beautiful duo, you know, black girl magic that we've loved to watch. And she's goes to Devon and she just says, you know, uh, this is your thing and uh, you need to be here your daughter, Cadence, and this is a very important. And then, you know, of course, Devon is so lovely, and she's like, stop that. You're, it's just important for you to be here. And it was so lovely to watch that exchange of, of friendship and sisterhood and, and not be, like, faking, nasty, 
BS mean girl stuff. You know, they had a true bond and I really respected them. And again, if you, all the 40 people following me on Twitter who's coming to my home for Christmas, you'll see that I posted clips of that. And then, of course, my few uh, followers on Instagram, I post about on those pages. And so I, you can always look that up. I, I have it all on my pages. So that was touching. And then the week goes on and Bailey's called into the DR. And usually they do that. They keep them in, for, in the DR for a long time. Usually that's, everybody knows like that's probably the person that's the target because they spend like all day in the DR. And Christmas starts saying stuff to people like, I don't like the way she looks at me. I don't like, she's kind of giving me attitude. She doesn't like talk to me like she used to. Well, let me see. Of, Of course she doesn't talk to you like she used to. She doesn't feel safe with you anymore. You put her on the block and she's your target to go home. Of course she's not going to be like all lovey-dovey and run up and want to have conversations with you. I mean, bloody hell, I couldn't believe it. And she she kept on going, oh, I don't like her attitude. She's so sassy. You don't say that. You don't say that about a woman, another adult. Anyway, so she goes into the mezzanine kind of area. I'm not even sure what that is. You know, it's a little resting area outside the, the toilet. And she says... The little sofa outside, you know, and she goes, oh, you know, I don't like the way that she's been like not talking to me, not giving me eye contact. And Day is just like so sick of hearing this all week. And she's like, well, I, you know, I, I'm sure it's just, she's very hurt Christmas. You were her other, you know, you were her other person that she adored in this show. And she was like, you were what you think that she and I are. You were her other person. And so Christmas doesn't like that because Christmas knows that this is disgusting. She knows that she's doing this. And when people know that they're guilty, they act really defensive and, you know, they try to blame it like it's all your fault, you know? And so... She starts, Christmas starts getting really aggressive, you know, with going back and forth. And Day's trying to be assertive and just say, I mean, basically leave it alone, you know, and, and just let's agree to get along in peace until the end of this week. Let's just leave it and, and move on. But she, Christmas has to have answers and she wants to talk about it, but she, she wants to convince Devon to say, to throw her, her bestie under the bus, and Devon would never do that. So Devon kept on saying, I believe she's really hurt by you, and I'm sure if you're watching Big Brother, you'll see it on the show that, you know, how Devon was like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just, she's very hurt by you, Christmas, and, you know, Christmas can't take that. She wants to convince everybody that she's right. And so she starts, like, snapping, like, clapping her hands, and, like, her voice starts raising and she starts like, I believe she used the, you know, she said she was a, a B-I blank C-H and she was just getting more aggressive and, and Devon was like, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to walk away from you, you know, and then of course Christmas has to call out and say, oh, good night. My door will be locked upstairs. Like, you know, when you're going to like run up there and apologize or something. I mean, just ridiculous. You know, Devon was just like, I'm not going to bed, but I'm going to walk away. And 
of course, you know, she, Christmas can't stand someone walking away from her because she's such a diva and she has such a big ego that she can't handle that. And at that time, like right at the very end when they were still in the restroom, she, Bailey, gets out of the DR, walks into this without knowing anything that's going on. She just hears a little something like, oh, you know, she was hurt by you, but I'm going to walk away here, Christmas. I'm, I'm, I have to go cool off that day. Well, of course, Bay goes, hey, I don't, you know, right away, Christmas starts coming at Bay. And she's like, hey, slow your roll. You know, I'm, I just got out of the DR. I don't know any of what's going on. And Christmas is like, okay, I'll take it back. But she's like saying it in an aggressive way that she'll take it back. And then she's in, they're kind of, Christmas is kind of like walking and like they're walking together, like, you know, in the hallway, but she's really becoming aggressive towards Bailey and she's using her fingers and she's clapping, you know, she's making a statement and clapping her hands and clapping her hands in her face and she's pointing her fingers. And of course, where the camera's at, you can just see the top of her fingers at her face. I don't know. They didn't show the other side of her fingers in her face. You could see that they were in her face from the side angle, but it was very frustrating. Again, you know, so much editing goes on on the show, but her fingers were in her face. I mean, you could definitely see that on feeds. And so she, they was just like, if I behaved like you're behaving, it would be it for me. I mean, everybody would say that this is like typical behavior. She was like, I could never behave like this. And Christmas starts, you know, she's like, why don't you, you know, Christmas is just coming at her and she's like, I'm going to lock my door. You couldn't even come in to my room, you know, basically to grovel and ask for forgiveness, which she was never going to do anyway. And she was just like, Day came in and I think David and maybe even Kevin. I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't think Kevin, no, Kevin didn't because a little weasel. He's in the kitchen watching all this, brewing his tea, you know, eating his popcorn. And, um, you know, you think he'd come to like by the side of the women that have his back, but no, no, no. And so Day comes in and, and basically, you know, takes Bailey by her arm and, says let's go outside and then day has a breakdown she's just devastated how she could never speak to another cast member the way she's being spoken to because people would right away put her in the category as an angry black woman now she doesn't have any idea all the horrible things christmas has been saying either does bay so it gets through the week horrible 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 and eviction night comes. They're both up. Day has a beautiful speech. Please go watch it. It was so well spoken. It was so articulate. It was so intelligent. Uh, I was just blown away. I don't know how you could on the spot make a speech like that. It was so great. And, and it was pretty much on the spot. You know, she didn't really have a lot to rehearse and you can't write any of this down. So she was definitely just, it was wonderful. And Bay got up and, and they basically, you know, discussed their friendship and it was just lovely. And of course, you know, Bailey such a, has such a good sport. She was excited to get home to her, you know, swaggy C or I guess his name. I keep on saying that. Yeah, I wish I could just call him Christopher. I think that's his actual name. 
So she's excited to get home to her love, Christopher, and to her little dog, Velvet. And she was voted out, and it was just very sad. And when she was voted out, she even hugged everyone goodbye. I I looked at my mate, I said, she better not hug Christmas. And of course she does, because she's much bigger than I am. You know, she's much more forgiving than I am. So she hugged Christmas goodbye, and um, she went out, and it was just sad and farewell to, to Bailey. Thank you so much, Bailey. You're such a dear to come on, big brother, and go through the COVID testing and sit in sequestration and, you know, be away from your love loves. So we are so thankful. Thank you, Bailey, and farewell. And now that will bring us into week six of Big Brother All-Star Season 22. Remember, I'm Ruma and this is Getting Effy. Please subscribe and follow. Don't be a bugger. Be a lover. Cheerio. Real shit, real shit. They don't want me to drip. Real shit, real shit. There's a thing on my hill. Real shit, real shit. You could be the next lick. Real shit, real shit. My whole life is a flip. Real shit, real shit. They don't want me to drip. Real shit.